This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. Well, good Thursday morning, everybody. I am Glenn the Geek in a very warm Ocala, Florida. And I am Tara Carter from a cooling off Clovis, New Mexico. And you are listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for December 21st, episode 1839. This episode is brought to you by Horseware. Good morning, Horse World. Christmas times are coming. Christmas times are coming. Christmas times are coming, and I know I'm going home. Snowflakes are falling, my old homes are calling. Tall pines are humming, cause Christmas times are coming. Well, good morning, everybody. That's right, we're a few days away, and uh, we're so excited here because we have two more horses in the morning live this year, and then that's it. We're wrapping 2017, and we have Tara with us. She's usually here the fourth fourth Thursday of every month, but we're going to be off next week, so thank you for bumping it up. I know you have a lot of kids, and you're getting ready for the holidays and everything, so appreciate you stopping by a little early. We're going to go to Jennifer right away, because we have some people coming up right away on today's show. Coming up on today's Western with Tara show, brought to you by Horseware, Wayne Williams is going to make an early stop. And he's got some announcements about the Tournament of Roses Parade. Woohoo! And then next up, Jim Donnelly is going to be here. And he's going to tell us about what appears to be the love child of a golf cart and a coin-operated <laughs> horse ride from the front of the general store. And they're called motor ponies. And then wrapping up our Thursday romp, Meredith Lubbock stops by. And she's going to talk up to us about switching teams. She went from three-star eventer to reigned cowhorse champ. So stay tuned for the free, folks. It is kind of like they took one of those Walmart rides and you put wheels. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's perfect for, for this week, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, it is Daily Witty time. Well, my Daily Winnie goes out to you, Tara, for for really stepping up this year and, and taking over the Western episode. I kind of talked her into it, like I do most of my hosts. <laughs> and then she said, oh, yeah, I'll do it for a couple episodes. And here you are, still here. So thank yeah, you so thanks. much. I was trying to remember how we met. We mm-hmm. met at Road, at Road to the Horse, right, a couple years ago. That's right. Yeah, I, I yes. was trying to remember how we met. And I know it's been like three years, but this year you I said— You liked our booth. Yes. You, you liked our booth, and that's how you— because it was a really nice booth. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That took some effort. But yeah, that's how we met a couple of years ago. And here you are. And thank you so much for continuing to do this and to put a voice to the Western world on our show. Oh, well, thank you. It's a lot of fun to be a part of it. Thanks Uh, to you and Jen. And I know it's not easy for you. You do have, what, three children and and one of them's always sick and there's always something going on. So, (laughs) Yeah, that's right. It's always changing. (laughs) Glenn's like, are you coming on today? Yes, yes, yes. I'll be there. Two minutes. Uh, I'll be there. I'll be there. (laughs) Yeah. But you know, when you have kids, that's just the way it is. It's the way life is. Well, your turn for Daily Winnie. Okay. 
Well, my daily Winnie is actually to Lee Dickerson. She is working with us. She came in as a, a student and then a working student and then an intern. And then now she's like our first real full-time employee. Oh, and she's, um, yeah, she's amazing. So we, it's kind of, uh, we love having her around. So that's my daily Winnie. She's a huge help. Well, yes, you're going to really appreciate that over the holidays. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. Actually, no, she's going to Florida. <laughs> oh, yeah. See, that's what happens with employees is they actually get off over the holidays and you're there taking care of the horses. Uh, that's what happens. Well, I'm glad. You know, it's, it's always a milestone when you can – one – you when you can actually afford to hire that extra person and in business you always need the extra person but you never think you can afford them and then after you hire them you go wow i don't know how i did it without them yeah isn't yeah. that the truth that's how it always works and then when you hire your second third it's going to be the same thing all over again so there you go you have that to look forward to yeah <laughs> <laughs> well one of uh one of my friends from back when we first started in the horse radio network because he's been doing this a lot longer than we have is wayne williams is speaking of horses he's been on this show a few times he's actually hosted to come into ocala and been with us but he's doing something really cool this year uh speaking of horses tv is producing and directing the equest fest show at the la equestrian center that's the show they do with all the units coming in for the Tournament of Roses Parade next week. Good morning, Wayne. Well, hey, good morning, Glenn. How are you guys? Good. It's been a while since we've talked to you, and when I saw this post this morning, it's like, i got to get him on. That's so cool that you're doing that this year. It was one of those things that it's always been a, a dream of mine to do a Quest Fest, and uh, I've used to, usually I was putting in to be the MC or announcer for the event because that's kind of what I do. And, uh, this year the, the chairman called me back. I, he had me in line for maybe some stuff last year and then they had to cancel because of the, um, uh, the quarantine at the LA equestrian. Oh, that's Center. right. They didn't have so, it last year. That's right. They didn't have it last year. So he, he got a hold of me in September and he said, would you still be interested? And I said, sure. And then he called me back in about a week and he said, well, not to announce. And I thought, okay, here we go. He said, no, no, no. Would you produce and direct the show? Because you've done that for other people as well. And I said, certainly, whatever it takes, I'll do it. And uh, so I'm really, really honored to be doing it. And, and uh, you know, I'm busily at the computer right now putting the final touches on and actually go to L.A. on Christmas Day. Well, so, uh, it is L.A., Wayne. It's L.A., and you're doing this show at the L.A. Equestrian Center, and you're the director. Does that mean, one, you get a director's chair with your name on it, and two, do you get the big megaphone thing? I don't know if I get either. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I will probably be partially on the gate, uh, partially doing some music cues, because I've, I've got a lot of different music changes in the uh, opening ceremony. And then, uh, and we are going to be honored. We're going to have a uh, some veterans come out for the opening ceremony. One of which was uh, Army Air Corps World War II in Guadalcanal. Oh wow! So you know, he's ninety six, and he's agreed to come, and he's pretty good shape for ninety six. So we're we're really pleased to have you know we're going to do some really emotional things. The theme of the parade, and and then of course that plays through to a quest fest this year is making a difference. So not only how horses, but horses and people have made a difference is 
is the theme that this is playing off of. That just fits, you know, into it perfectly. But no, I don't get uh, any of that. What I get is, is a, a trip to the Budweiser trailer after the show's all over. <laughs> <laughs> so t- tell us uh, how many units are. So what happens, everybody? Is this is on um, what day is your event? Is a Quest Fest on? Well, we are actually doing it on the 29th of December. That's okay. on Friday. It'll okay. Be a week week from tomorrow. Uh, it is going to be aired uh, on the 31st of December. On uh, RFD TV has the new channel, the Cowboy Channel. Uh-huh. And it's going to air twice on the Cowboy Channel on New Year's Eve. Okay. Noon and again at 6 p.m. at Eastern Time. So you'll be able to watch the show. Uh, they're going to film it, and then you'll be able to watch it at either noon or 6 p.m. Eastern on December 31st on Cowboy Channel. Very cool. And uh, then there's going to be other airings, but uh, Pam Minnick with RFD TV, it's not all etched in stone. I just know those at the moment. But all of the equestrian units, we've got the Budweiser Clydes, the Marine Corps Mounted Patrol, the Ramona uh, Native American Pageant, the Charos. Um, we're actually going to run in the Oklahoma Sooner Schooner since Oklahoma is in the Rose Bowl this year. So we're going to bring our Sooner Schooner in that tears around the arena at football games. Oh, cool. <laughs> but all of, these, all of these units are going to be coming in and doing a little presentation about horses, equine partners, and how they make a difference. So, uh, you know, we got a couple of fast-paced drill teams, one out of Norco, one out of Riverside, California. Uh, the L.A. Mounted Patrol does a nice ceremony with bagpipes and the like. Uh, Scripps Miramar with their saddlebreds. Uh, Michelle McFarland and group will be there. And uh, we've got the first cavalry division from Fort Hood who actually will come in and do cavalry maneuvers. And I don't know if they fire their guns or the cannon yet, but I'll find that out at rehearsal. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. We'll, we'll <laughs> see how that goes. Firing. <laughs> yeah, and that may be why I'm not getting a director's chair. <laughs> but, no, it's uh, it, it's just I'm just really pleased and proud to be doing it and, and contribute to this. It's always been one of those dreams. I got to ride in the Rose Parade one year, and I really enjoyed that. And I hate to give my age away, but it was several years ago that I did that. Now, for everybody that um, we haven't talked about it this year, and we, we've talked about it every year for the 10 years we've been on the air, and I don't know why we missed it this year. Kind of describe the scene for, for the units. How many units are there, by the way, equestrian units this year? Oh, there are roughly uh, about 18. Yeah, it's usually about 18 or 20. So they have what's incredible about doing this parade is it is a commitment because you you have to show up with your horses and trailers onto a highway the night before, Mm -hmm. and you spend all night on the highway because it takes that long for them to get everybody lined up in the morning, but you're in on a parked on a highway, right? Hmm. Yeah, you come in on the freeway. I think it's the 210 freeway. Uh, where you are is you're really only about six blocks from the um, Tournament of Roses headquarters, which is the Wrigley Mansion on Orange Grove Boulevard. But you stop on the freeway, you unload your horses, you tack, you saddle. This is all about 4 or 5 in the morning, okay? Uh, because at 5 a.m. you lead your horses up the hill into the side streets of Pasadena where you're just a few blocks from the actual start of the parade. And you know, because you've been there, but when you see that first block or two and then they turn that big corner, 
That's the very start of the parade. Then there's about five and a half miles. After that's that. the one you see on Straight TV, down, right? That's that's where you see on TV is that the turn. The corner you yeah. see on TV is that turn, and you go two blocks and make that turn. So you're down in there. Well, because at 5 a.m., they reopen that freeway to traffic. So you're up in the streets with your horse, tack, saddle, and ready to go at 5 a.m. Does that sound fun to you, and Tara, I've done by that. the way? <laughs> Yeah. When I was little, we used to do parades here. And yeah, I think so. I would do it. I would do it once. Yeah, I think everybody's dream. The year that I wrote it. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say the year I wrote it. See, we went to the barns at 10 o'clock on New Year's Eve in the evening, 10 p.m. Got horses ready, tack loaded, drove over. We did not go to bed New Year's Eve. There's just too much to do to make this all happen. And by the time we got done with the parade, got our horses back to the fairgrounds, got them all put away, and got back to the hotel, we were dead, and the football game was already over. We didn't even get to see it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you said it goes five miles. So, How long at parade speed is that, that you're actually on the yeah. horse? Is it an hour or two? Two hours? Well, let's see. We got on the morning I wrote it. I'll, I'll give my age away. I wrote it January 1st, 1979. Um, we got on the horses at roughly six thirty in the morning. We stood there and held them for a couple hours, and then we got on. And uh, we got on at six thirty, and I got off the horse at uh, about two thirty in the afternoon. Jeez! <laughs> so that's a that's a that's about how long you're on, and there's no place to go. I mean, that's just it, you know. See, I couldn't and do this. I'd have to pee halfway through the parade. I was going to say, I, I, what I about a bathroom it. break? Yeah, I yeah. just couldn't do it. Do they plan well, for we that? We had a couple they... of... Well, no, there's not. I can tell you that there was... Uh, in our group, we had a very wide range of, of people. I was not... I was one of the younger ones in 79, but uh, we had some gentlemen who were in their 70s in 79, and riding that long without getting a restroom break was really not possible. And all I will tell you is they did take a restroom break on the horse. That's all I'll Adult tell you. Adult diapers. I, I have heard that. I have heard That's that right. people well, do wear them. That, I've heard that. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. You, you just plan for it. If you know you can't go that long because you're not going to get off the horse. I mean, yeah. you know, once they get you lined up, when they tell you to move, they got all these guys on the in the white coats, you know, and the little scooters, and and they're moving you around, and and uh, you know, you just have to be ready. It's just part of the deal. I was extremely pleased I did it, and I would really have to think twice about doing it again now. <laughs> Do you get to go watch this year as part of this deal? Yeah, uh, you know, I'm just happy that Quest Fest is twenty. 28 years old now. This is the 28th year of a Quest Fest. So when, when I was out there in 79, they didn't do it. Um, yeah, but this is really a neat thing. And then I get to take a day or two and relax and see the rest of the sights. And actually, I've got a hotel right at the end of the parade route as well. So right on Colorado Boulevard. So well, this is very it's going to cool. be fun. Wayne, you know, I'm so the, excited for you. It's going to be fun. Well, I. I'm glad you uh, saw my post this morning. Gave me a call. We hadn't talked for quite a while. I know. And uh, you know, we were going to be together at the uh, uh, certified horsemanship thing, but I I had some issues and didn't get to make it to to Lexington when that was on. You were there. 
Yeah, uh, that would be the 50th the, anniversary. Yeah, now yeah, now it's going to be another 50 years till we get back there. So, uh, it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Wayne, well, you, but you like to go back to Lexington anyway. Right? Yeah, yeah, Lexington's like home. I mean, if for any horse person, Lexington is home, right? I mean, it it, it just counts. <laughs> Wayne, good luck with this. Yeah. You can watch it again. It's on the Cowboy Channel, which I noticed we actually have here, which I was kind of surprised. Uh, Sunday, December 31st at noon and at 6 p.m. If you're in the L.A. area, you can go out and watch it, too. Uh, but this is so much fun, and I'm glad you're getting to do it. And that means I, I know you're doing it. It'll be a great show. So thank you, Wayne. Well, hey, thank you guys very much, and uh, happy holidays to everybody. Yeah, Merry Christmas, Wayne. Take care. Right. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Well, I'll tell you what, that is, uh, uh, okay, so it looks like, Intense. <laughs> I, what's that? Intense. Is yeah. What that is. Yeah, I know. Uh, you know, and a lot of people have wanted to do, uh, you know, to do it and to do the parade. And then when they hear about how intense it is and what you have to do, and, you know, I think it's one of those things that's on a bucket list. And what I've heard from a lot of people is that uh, what I've heard from a lot of people is that the keeping your horses quiet during the parade is not as much of a problem because it's just sensory overload for them. You know, there's just so much coming at them. They're kind of, you know, in a zone. It's before the parade when you're waiting hours, keeping them from just going nuts, just waiting. Yeah. You know, so with the bands getting ready and the floats getting ready and all the noise and stuff, I can see that being a problem. Yeah, I would think so. I was, it wouldn't, I was thinking when you said, would you go? I thought, yeah, I would do it once. And I thought, I wonder if Trevor would go with me. And then when he said that you can't watch the game, he'd be out. <laughs> that <would> be <laughs> well, you like, can DVR the go. game. You're on your own. Yeah. <laughs> you can DVR the game, you know? Yeah, I know. But I think he would be like, if I'm going all that way, then I'm I'm going to go watch the game. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, so our our first guest is out, Jennifer. Our first guest is out. He had a an emergency pop up, and he said that uh, he'd had to get that taken care of. So oh, I really wanted to talk about the, the motor ponies I'm too. Sorry, I'm sorry, no motor ponies today. Uh, motor ponies—they're like these. Uh, I don't. I don't even know what it's you call half them. Golf cart and half coin op ride. It's yeah, it really is. Ride. But it, apparently, you steer them just like you steer a horse, and do you stop them just like you stop a horse? And it's—I uh, so don't it know. Said, it, it said slide stop on there, and I thought oh, that might be pushing it. So I was <laughs> eager to ask, but then, <laughs> but then, like I have—I don't know. Did a lot of times, at least around here, whenever somebody sends a horse for training, like one of the first, or if they're looking for a horse to buy, one of the first questions is do they neck rain? Mm. And yes. At, and the, I thought, well, that's one of my first questions for this guy. Do they neck rain? <laughs> <laughs> now you've written one of his, it's called, it, it is called uh, rodeozonetech.com. If you want to look at it, I'm sorry we didn't get to talk to him, but you I wrote something of his or something like it too. Yeah, we, well, we rode one of those, like they have this bucking bronc that goes around an arena, right? So it's not like those mechanical bulls that you've seen at the NFR and stuff where you ride it and then you could fall off like on the, you know, blow up mattress basically. So this one actually goes around the arena. So we rode that and then they have this other one. I mean, if you look at the site and it's a cow, but it's like it goes around the arena. And so they we were using some of that for the rain cow horse stuff, like getting your horse to to move on the hip and then help circle them around. So, so I've seen some of his stuff, but I hadn't seen 
I have not experienced the motor pony, but I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm thinking it's definitely how I would want to play golf in the future. Yeah, that's just that's just <laughs> something. So, I, I, do they have a special attachment for the golf clubs? And by the way, oh, can, you know, I saw a picture. I gotta go oh, see. I don't know. Yeah, I was wondering. Yeah. Oh, here is a picture. You're right. Yeah, they're play, they're playing golf, and I thought, oh my god, they gosh, do have a like, special attachment on the horse's butt for the golf clubs. That's so Okay, funny. can you imagine the laughs you're going to get from the drunk golfers as you're driving around on this thing on the golf course? I totally would do it. Oh, my gosh. So, <laughs> so fun. I like to golf. That's actually how one of our first dates, Trevor, took me oh, golfing. Oh, really? Are you yeah, are you're good? Yeah, because he thought he was going to teach me a thing or two. And I played in high school, which, I mean, it's high school, right? But, yeah, no, I whooped up on him, so it was great. Oh, wow. I didn't realize that. Look at you. <laughs> Modern cowgirl. Um, oh, yeah. These things run $5,000. They're not cheap. <laughs> no. <laughs> you can buy a really nice horse for $5,000. Although what you save in feed. And feed and no poop to clean up. It's, yeah. This is horse husband approved for sure. <laughs> yeah. Although it, I think it needs bigger wheels if it's going to be doing off-roading. It looks like it needs bigger tires. Yeah, I actually was reading the site and it said... You know, it gives you all the particulars, and it says at the very bottom, horses are very stable on flat ground. Large hills and deep holes could tip them over if not carefully driven. And I, I thought, man, what a release form right there. Well, and also, uh, that's the same as real horses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's exactly the same. <laughs> are you a big movie watcher? It just depends. Well, more cartoons now than ever before. Right, well, I'm sure. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure because I have the list here. I wanted to between the three of us. I want I have the list, and this is on Rotten Tomatoes, so that's kind of the movie site, right? Um, This is the 25 best Christmas movies of all time that they just put out. And I was looking at this list, and I'm feeling inadequate because I've seen a lot of these. So I want to see between the three of us. We'll do we'll do the top ten. I want to see the between the three of us how many of the top ten we've actually seen. Okay. Oh, okay. So let's do a test here. Uh, number 10. On, actually, I'm going to do the top 12 because uh, there's one on here I want to <laughs> <Cause> do. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Because there's one I want to get Go in. Go down that You see one, one you can check out. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. there's actually one I've seen in the top 12. Um, so so and I have not heard of a lot of these. So the number 12 on the list of the top movies of all time, Christmas movies, is The Miracle of Morgan's Creek. What? No. Made in 1944. Jennifer, you like old movies. You seen this one? Uh, no, I'll have to check it out. No, yeah, no, we haven't seen that one. Okay, so, and I don't do black and white, so a lot of these are out. Um, <laughs> number 11, and I cannot believe it's not higher than this, and you can't tell me it's not higher than this. It has 92% on the tomato meter, is Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Why is that not higher than 11? Oh, well, because yeah. five-year-olds can't com- can't vote the, the <laughs> online poll. <laughs> Yeah, that's why. Yeah, but I mean, it's a it has, classic. Yeah, okay. It may be top, but there's the top rated versus top viewed is far probably yeah, very different. That, uh, that's true. You're right <laughs> yeah. about and, that. And also, the rating is going to drop because I cannot find Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer anywhere this year. It's not on Netflix. It's not on Hulu. It's not on Amazon. Where the iTunes. heck is Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? iTunes. iTunes. Is it on iTunes? Uh, that's where we bought it. Oh, there you go. <laughs> there you go. And it's usually shown endlessly all year on some network or another. Usually Disney or somebody has it. And by the way, do, do you realize that was made in 64? I was born in 62. This was made two years after I was born. And I'm oh, old. Wow. 
It's um, fun to watch it and like <laughs> see who did the videos and yeah, and who did some of the voices and God, Burl Ives had the best like voice. Andy ever. Rooney, I think, is that right? Andy Rooney's on one of them that we watched. Yeah, with the kids. I don't that's know. There's right. like this whole little series in there. But yeah. Burl Ives has to have one of the best voices of the of the century. I mean, just of the decade. Mm-hmm. It's just great. Uh, Charlie Brown Christmas uh, number ten. I you know I can take or leave Charlie Brown Christmas. Um. Christmas is awesome. I can take or leave it. I don't know. I don't know. That I just was watched, like a piece of it the other day. It was made in '65, by the way. So oh, wow. that's that's up there in the years too. Uh, Charlie Brown kind of depresses me. I don't know. Yeah, that's why I can't do it. It's kind of yeah. depressing. It's like I like Snoopy, and that's about it. <laughs> a Christmas Story from 1983 with uh, Peter Bingsley. Oh, yeah, and... such a good one. You like that one? Okay. I'll let you have that one. Yeah. All right. Arthur Christmas, number eight on the list. Made in. Uh, oh yeah, I've seen that one. 2011. It was one of the, it was one of the recent. It's animated, so you've seen it at this point, right? Yeah. That is higher than a Christmas story. I know. And higher wow. than than Rudolph. I, yeah. I don't know. I'm not buying that one. Then yeah. they have on this list, believe it or not, it was done at Christmas. Is Die Hard. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Only it, because it's Christmas. It was during, during, that's the silly. That's right. The skyscraper. It was Christmas time at the, in the skyscraper with Bruce Willis. Um, the Nightmare Before Christmas, which we were discussing the other day on the show, we have not seen yet, and I guess we're just going to have to watch it. I haven't seen that. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen that. Number six on the list. Uh, I can't. Uh, Tim Burton, of course. Either like Tim Burton or you don't. I think there's no in between with Tim Burton. Number five on the list, and this is the animated version, not the new one, is How the Grinch Stole Christmas, 1967. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Boris, Car- Boris Karloff. Yep. I We saw this. There's a there's a place around town that has their lights, and they just have a string of lights, and the Grinch is taking them off. And I thought, what a clever decoration. Oh, that's cool. But he, then this year, there were like 10 of them around town. Like, everyone's like, <laughs> hey, good idea. <laughs> Here's another one that we've never heard of. Uh, I'll be shocked if anybody here has uh, watched this. Number four on the list of the most popular movies, according to Rotten Tomatoes at Christmas time, is The Shop Around the Corner from 1940. Oh. Had 100% on the tomato meter. I've never heard of it. No. Yep, I don't know. Uh, number three. See, I'm intrigued because it's I'm intrigued yeah. because it's adapted from a Hungarian play, and it has Jimmy Stewart. So It does I'm have Jimmy Stewart, yep. All right, number three on the list is Holiday Inn from 1942. Excellent flick. Excellent flick. Bing Crosby. Fred Astaire. I haven't seen it. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Perfect. Excellent movie. Not seen it. I haven't seen any of the top three, actually. Number two, and I'm going to get a lot of criticism for this. I have never seen Miracle on 34th Street, and I really have no desire, and that's number two on the list. Oh. Have you? Please tell me you haven't. I've seen it. I have. Damn. I was hoping I wasn't the only one in the world. It's poignant, yeah. Glenn. It's poignant. Okay. Come on. I think they showed it in school. I think that's why I've seen it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they made right. you watch it. <laughs> they made her watch it. That's the Don't reason. ask me to recall it all, but I know the bell, <laughs> the bell thing. Like that's, you know, I know that part. Okay. Any guess what's number one? Oh, it's played it five away? million times this week on TV. Oh. I don't know. I don't watch TV. It's a Wonderful Life, nineteen. Oh, Frank Capra. Oh wait, classic. maybe wait. The Bell is a Wonderful Life. 
I don't know. I haven't Not seen it Miracle either. on 34th Street. I haven't seen so see, it. See, I haven't seen Miracle on 34th Street, maybe. I haven't seen it. Where are the classics like Elf? I mean, oh, you, you know. Elf is not on there. Yeah. Where is Elf? I mean, Where's Elf, Home by Alone? the way, is number... Is Home Alone on that one? Elf is number 19, by the way, on this list. Ho- Ho- Gremlins is number 20, and I totally forgot that Gremlins oh, is Christmas oh. time. Um, the classic Christmas Carol is on there, way down the list. Uh, Bad Santa's on there. Bad Santa is on there, and... and uh, uh, Santa Claus with Tim Allen is not. Huh? Hello? Home Alone? What about Home Alone? Home Alone's not even on the list. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. Rotten Tomatoes, you're full of Rotten Tomatoes. Anyway, anyway, Batman Returns is number 22. Hello? No, what? <laughs> no wonder I, I didn't jive with this list. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so, in other words, this list is not approved by Horses in the Morning. <laughs> Not a yeah. We don't like it. <laughs> we're going to take a break for our title sponsor, Horseware, and we're going to come back with a guest that Tara's bringing on, an English to Western convert. You know, a lot yeah. of times we hear, hear it going the other way, but uh, this is going, that, the, going that way, so we're going to find out. It's what, only because of the ratio you have. That's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll be right back. Horseware, we are at the trade show, and I asked her a question. Horseware is really known for blankets and really well-known, and we use them all the time on the English side, but what do you have that fits that hard-to-fit, you know, quarter horse, the Western quarter horse? Our top seller into the Western market is our Bravo 12 Plus Medium, and the medium weight is a 250-gram fill. It comes with a hood that is detachable, um, and it's a 1,200 denier material. So I know that one of the things that's really important on the Western side is to have the hood, too. And I, the no hood... No fuzzy necks, please. No fuzzy necks, that's right. And the hood kind of attaches in a different way than most hoods. This is pretty cool. The hood attachment is to minimize any sort of rubbing. So the hook is on the inside of the rug, and then the attachment on the hood is a Velcro. No snaps. Off, off. No, no snaps. snaps. Right. No snaps. So it eliminates the rubbing on the eliminates neck. Eliminates rubbing, and it, it's so important to actually keep that neck covered. Uh, you spend so much time trying to put condition on that neck. It's a huge, big muscle, and during the colder weather, you're defeating the purpose of having putting that put that effort into maintaining that muscle if you don't have the hood on. Very good, and of course, it has the quality, and that's why I wanted to bring this up because horseware has such quality, lasts such a long time that I'm really glad to see there's something for the Western market now with that quality. Absolutely, our our pattern is fantastic. The fit, the functionality, it, our blankets, and it just lasts a long time. It does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the other beauty with our rugs, they are actually crafted so that they don't need leg straps. So when you look at the graphics that we have in our magazines or on our website, you'll see horses at standing, um, trotting, galloping, um, and the the blanket is designed so that it stays in place and there's no slippage. Very good. Glenn loves that there's no leg straps. I love that. Yes. Horse husband approved. So now where can people find out more about the uh, horseware line of blanket? We have a website that gives a comprehensive um, information on all the sizes, colors, um, and options that are available, and that is horseware.com. And it also ha- yeah, it makes it really easy to find out your size and to do all of that on there. I've been on there many times. Horseware.com. Tara, what's uh, you, who, who do you have on today? 
So today I asked uh, Meredith Lubbock to join us. She's a ranch horse versatility, rain cow horse, ranching heritage competitor from Amarillo, Texas. And uh, yeah, we we ran into Meredith at a horse show and she came in riding a horse from Singleton Ranches, which is one of my favorite all-time ranches. And we were just so impressed. And to find out that he's a ranch horse and she's starting to show him, I just she's done a really cool job. And then to find out that she's an English rider. So Meredith, are you are you with us? Yes, ma'am. Hi, thanks for joining us this morning. Well, thank you for inviting me. So Glenn was telling me when we first started doing the the radio show, he said the majority of our listeners are English. And then when you you mentioned something the other day, I think you had a a po- you have a pony, and then something you said made me go. Well, she knows a lot about English, and then all of a sudden, here you are, advanced three star eventer. And so, tell us a little bit about what what caused you to decide to to ride western. I moved to Amarillo. Actually, <laughs> I was I was those cowboys down there. <laughs> Yes, and the the closest three day event was probably either Weatherford or Parker, Colorado, and there's not a whole lot of eventers around here. And I said, but you didn't feel like driving twenty four hours to get to an event. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, and or twenty four hours to get to a trainer. (laughs) (laughs) So, so what made you decide? The, the sport you chose, like, cause I, you kind of do a few sports, so I don't really want to pick one for you. Um, well, I, I started with versatility because my husband bought me William, my ranch horse. And that's all he'd done is just be a ranch horse. And I was like, well, that seems like a good fit. We'll start there. And then that segued into me finding about the ranching heritage. And that started the cow horse. And that's really what pushed us to compete in our, our local cow horse association so I could be better at the ranching heritage. Okay. So, so one of the things Glenn is ranching heritage. It's like it's, so we have ring cow horse, which is kind of, I tell people it's like the three, the, the cross cut or the three, the eventing of the Western world. Would you say that's a fair correlation or no? I, yeah, I would definitely say that's fair, especially in the, the limited of age events that are, what, five and under, where you have the cutting, the reining, and then the cow work. That's very, very similar to the eventing. So so what they do is they have they have this like versatility, but then they started this deal with AQHA where if you're a certain type of breeder, meaning you use your horses for ranch work, then these guys, we all chip in a little bit extra so you have bigger earnings in this ranching heritage which is it's like green cow horse but but the payout's pretty nice so i have a question meredith you know my wife was an eventer and we talk about eventing a lot on this show so you you know and all eventers hate dressage and the flat work and then (laughs) they really like cross country for the (laughs) adrenaline rush so which of the sports are you doing now in the western world that gives you the adrenaline rush that cross country did with eventing most certainly the cow work. Yeah. Uh, right now, I'm just in the I'm just in the beginning stages. I just do the boxing, but even the boxing gives me the same rush that galloping up to a ditch and brush does. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, That's interesting. And what's and what? So tell so tell people what boxing is like. So so boxing 
is different between the ranching heritage and the regular rain cow horse. Um, but you, they turn your cow in the arena and you have a minute 30 to box them in one end to show the judge that you have control of that animal. And then you take them down the fence, simulating a cow run in the open division. And then we have to box them in the other end for the remaining 30 seconds or so. And, and by box, it means like they let the cow in and you basically have to keep it on one end of the arena. So one end is usually kind of easy, right? Because that's where they were living in the back with their buddies. But then, like Meredith says, you got to move them like you had you know, a real job to do, move them somewhere else. And then you got to hold them on the other end. And that's usually when they don't want to stay. Right? Yeah, the other end is usually a lot more <laughs> difficult because they want to go back <laughs> to their friends. Unless you ride William the Ranchors, who's like, I got this. Right. Yeah. I put my hand down and he takes care of me. Thankfully. <laughs> <laughs> and then what's, what's the event that is your painful one? What was your painful event? Uh, like dressage. What's your dressage? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> my dressage is the rain work. Yeah. <laughs> I think William and I feel about the same about it. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of dread going into the rain work, but once it's done, you're like, Oh, I get to do the fun stuff now. Is there anybody who likes the dressage portion and dreads the other part? Uh, no, not if you're an eventer. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. no. It, those you, people you become could, dressage riders. Dressage <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. Just checking. No, because you can't do cross country if you're not into cross country. You know, if, if you, you, you won't be doing it, you'll be dead. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> aye, aye, aye. So, what, uh, Oh, I forgot I was going to ask you. So where did you live before you came to Amarillo? Uh, before I came to Amarillo, I was finishing up college in Stephenville. But before I did that, I was on the East Coast. Um, I was living and working for Jim Graham, and I worked for the O'Connors for a little bit. Okay. Any? So tell me, can I ask some questions about eventing? Because this is like, maybe I'm turning it a little bit. So what is three-star level? Yeah. <laughs> So, so three-star level is right below the four-star. So four-star is the highest level you can go. It's the most complicated, the most advanced, the biggest and the scariest. And there's only five of them in the world. And the three-star is the prelude to that. It's still big and scary, but it's not quite as complicated. Meredith is understating it. They are big ass jumps. I mean, uh, I am six foot tall looking straight across at the top of the jump in some cases. It's just big ass jumps. It's just scary ditches and water and jumps and skinnies and... uh. So we're talking open level. When you you competed three-star eventing, you were like open level. Yeah, you're at the top of the top. Down down the fence in comparison, right? Yeah. uh, yes, you would, you would okay. be the, like four star is the world's greatest horseman. Yeah. And three star is just right below that. I mean, you're competing with the Boyd Rices of Aventine. Uh, when you yeah. get to one or two star, that's where husbands can't watch anymore. That we just don't, we, just, <laughs> we can't watch anymore. Did or, your husband, or mom and dad. Yeah. They can't watch either. Yeah. Pretty much. We're watching with our eyes closed and waiting for the, Oh, which is, means they fell off. So, you know, you're just praying that that doesn't happen. I don't know. It, it's tough. Do you, do you still have any horses at home that you ride this with? Like, do, do, do you have or is it total cow ponies now? 
It is total cow ponies. I actually donated my one star mare to the therapy center here in Amarillo because she was 22 and time to kind of slow down. And she's really flourished over there. And that's kind of nice. You can still see her over there if you wanted to. Exactly. And she's, she's helping, she's helping kids with disabilities. So it's perfect. Yeah. And so what do you do when you're not riding horses, chasing cows? I work for Animal Health International in feed yard software sales and support. And did you do that before you moved to Amarillo or did you start that after you got there? Nope. I started that after I got here. Um, mm-hmm. My husband was originally the one that moved us up here because he worked for Cactus Feeders in their corporate office. Okay. So, so I was like, got to find something to do. Yeah. So what do you, how do you find, like, I mean, I always am amazed at how people find time to, to compete and to train for competition on top of whenever they're doing their full-time job. So what, what's your schedule like? Like, how do you, how do you manage your time to keep progressing with your horse? So do you like once a week, twice a week, every weekend? No, I'm actually really fortunate. I office from home, so I don't eat lunch. I go ride William. Well, there yeah. you go. That, that works. <laughs> yeah. It works for two reasons. One, you, I, you, you lose weight, and two, you get to ride your horse every day. <laughs> exactly. And the toddler's at Montessori school, so when he gets home from school and Dusty's done checking his cattle and all of his stuff, then it's family time, and William has already been taken care of, and we're done for the day. Oh, cool. So without that, though, I would not be able to ride as much as I do because it, you just can't. So I have commend people that are able to do it around a full-time office job. I don't know how they do it. Yeah. You've just made half so, the audience uh, jealous, by the way, of your schedule. Yeah. So, <laughs> I know. <laughs> Some people are rethinking how they're going to do this. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I asked, I asked Meredith, I said... And just kind of give me like a, a quick rundown of some of the things that you've accomplished with your horse. And basically she bought him and then a year later she's won like 12 titles. Um, so it says now that I'm comparing all of this to three-star level and you were competing against Boyd Rice essentially, and now you have a ranch horse and you're doing all this awesome stuff. So what are your goals for next year? My goals for next year, I would, yeah, I would really like to do well at the uh, versatility and ranching heritage world show in June. And then hopefully Justin Stanton is who I ride with. Hopefully by the end of the year, maybe we can look at starting to practice going down the fence. I'm not quite sure I'm brave enough because that's really fast, but that's that's um, kind of my goal maybe for 2019. That amazes me to hear that not brave enough. Cause I'm like Glenn, I've looked at those jumps like Trevor, when he rode his horse over at, at the Rolex mm-hmm. or what is it? It's called something else. Yeah. Now. The Kentucky thought, horse park. Oh, yep. Yep. The Rolex. Oh yep. my gosh. Yeah. Yep, I totally Land, Land Rover's the new yep. yeah, Land yeah, that's the right, new yeah. sponsor of what used to be Rolex. Yeah. So the fact that you're thinking, Oh, maybe I'll go down the fence. I think, well, you got this. Oh my goodness. <laughs> well, thank well, you so much. I, I honed. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. You honed. I'm ready. Well, I honed, I honed that English riding since I was six. So from six to 18, I worked up to that three-star level. I've only been boxing for a year. I feel like I need a lot more time in a helmet and a safety vest. (laughs) (laughs) 
You need your airbag. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I need an airbag to do that. <laughs> yeah. It's true. You kind of do. That's funny. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining us this morning, Meredith. Appreciate you, you coming on the show and we wish you all the best in 2018 and hope you guys have a Merry Christmas. Well, thank you. I hope y'all have a Merry Christmas as well. And thank you for inviting me. Take care, Meredith. Yeah. Well, there you go. There's a convert the other way. And it is funny to hear a three-star inventor talk about, uh, you know, getting in a pen and being nervous. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is kind of funny. <laughs> Jennifer, tell us about Total Saddle Fits, a shoulder relief cinch. There we go. It's what you need, whether you ride one horse or 10 horses every day, because the Total Saddle Fit shoulder relief cinch improves the saddle fit and horse comfort. The center of the cinch sits in your horse's natural girth groove, and while the sides are set back to attach to the latigos further back and prevent the saddle from being pulled up into the shoulders, always a bad thing. And unique shape has special cutouts for elbow clearance as well. So if you have a horse like Nigel is that's a little tight in the elbows, he feels more comfortable under saddle. It uses an interchangeable liner system. So the cinch can be used with the limestone neoprene, wool felt, or wool fleece. And it makes it easy to clean and flexible. Or you can use the same cinch with three different liners in the same day. And it is the top-selling cinch on multiple large online retailers. People are loving this little rascal. And you can find it at totalsaddlefit.com. You can purchase it there, or you can find out where to purchase one locally, totalsaddlefit.com. Thank you very much, Jennifer. Well, so you guys stay home at the ranch uh, for the holidays, or do you head out? Well, we do. We stay here. One year we left to go see Trevor's parents down in South South Texas, and uh, the biggest blizzard of the history came to Clovis. <laughs> <laughs> and we got stuck there. And that was Lee. That was when Lee first came. So here was Lee as a just basically like a working student. We took a quick trip away and she managed. They called it Goliath. They called the storm Goliath. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because you so, don't get a ton so of snow, do you? So now we're a little shy. No, we really yeah, don't. And yeah. usually it like blows away within a day. So... We were we're a little gun shy now about um, about leaving. <laughs> so yeah, we stay we stay here. And my parents they built a new house a couple years ago. And my dad he said I'm never going anywhere else for Christmas. So uh, and my kids they they love they love my dad. So it's hard to take them away during Christmas too. So well you know and and I think once you get past is it two children then you have the right to stay home and everybody else come visit you. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Okay, right. I like that. That's what I'm going to say for now. <laughs> I think that's Except, uh, Trevor. Trevor's oldest sister has three kids, and they're all going down to, to South Texas. So it's like, oh, man. See, so they haven't learned to say really no yet. You use that excuse with everyone. Yeah, you can't say, they just haven't learned to say no yet. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but see, you really have a lot more than that because you have a ton of animals. So that counts too. Yeah, that's yeah. true. I mean, yeah. it is so hard to leave when you have animals. Well, I mean, we have some awesome people that help and take care of stuff, but. Yeah, but you almost feel a little bit guilty, too, on Christmas Day when they're taking care of your animals and you're not. You know, it's like, yeah, we had the right. same yeah, problem. Yeah, Christmas off, we're out there taking care of them, yeah. Yeah, we had the same problem, you know. And it used to be nice, though, when we had the boarding stable because it was so quiet on Christmas morning. Nobody was there. So it was nice to go 
out and feed the horses and then, you know, go in and you're done by 10 and you know, and have the whole day when when it's really quiet and there's just nobody around. Yeah. So it is a special time to be there. Yeah. I think. Yeah, it for is. Sure. Yeah, because there's just a different piece to it that day cuz you know very very few people come out and it's just a quiet kind of day mm-hmm. at the farm. Yeah. I get it. They have it they have a kids book that we got about it and uh this little boy like his dad always gets up early to go do the chores and and then that was one of the gifts that he could give his dad was to get up early and do it. Anyway, it's it's a neat little book and it talks yeah. sort of about that, about the quiet there and all that. Very cool. And, you know, there's still no spe- more special moment than in a barn with a lot of horses at about 8 o'clock at night, and you've fed, and they're, you just fed, and they're all starting to eat, and you turn the lights off, and you just listen to a meeting. Uh, that's, that's one of the most special times in a barn, I think. So you'll be doing that for Christmas, and what else? Um, I, I, I well, actually, there our horses <laughs> live outside, so we don't have that too much anymore. Uh, but we, you know, and, and you know what? I kind of think it's also that special thing when it's really cold out. You know, yes. and uh, we don't have yeah. that either. It was like eighty-five this morning. <laughs> It's pretty warm here. I know. It's crazy. Well, we're going to wrap things up early today because we all know you have things to do and places you want to go and and people to see. So we're going to do that. We'll be back tomorrow. We have one more live episode this year. We'll have some fun stuff for you next week, but it's all going to be recorded. So we have one more live episode tomorrow. We're doing our last really bad ads of the year. So you're definitely (laughs) going to want to uh, tune in then. We're also playing a game of Name That Holiday Tune with a couple of listeners. We'll end the year with that. So we're looking forward to having them on as well. Well, thank you so much, uh, Tara, again for a fun year. And we're looking forward to hanging out with you again next year. Thank you. Me too. Merry Christmas. (laughs) Merry Christmas. All right. Merry Christmas, everybody. A merry little Christmas Let your heart be light From